Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks. Uh, I am Kim Munson. We have in studio with us Stephen Kessler, a millennial scholar, and very excited to talk about immigration with you here on the next uh, couple of segments. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm dying to talk with you a little bit about this, uh, Steve Same. Kessler. Same. Um, okay, Mitt Romney came out with this op-ed, and uh, what, what was your thoughts on it? I, I, I felt that he really came after the president, but what did you get out of that? Sure. So the first thing is I, I wasn't quite sure what he was hoping to accomplish. It was kind of critical without offering any, without offering any sort of constructive types of, you know, it was just a fair amount of platitudes and things I, I agree with him on. I actually, as much as I do like President Trump, I agree that his temperament can be a little rough around the edges mm-hmm. and that it's not quite presidential. And then I do agree that the president sets the tone for the country. However, I agreed with, uh, who, who was the guy we just, um, the, uh, uh, Dan Benning. Yeah. Dan Benning, when he was reading all of Trump's accomplishments. Oh, that was Bob Ducos. Oh, Bob yeah. Ducos, uh-huh. Bob Ducos. I agree with Bob Ducos that Trump has been hitting it out the park, but let me see. Well, yeah, you know, and while you're looking that up, I mean, it is absolutely astounding what he was talking about. There was about 15 different things that all of those things help everyday Americans. I don't think that they realize it. You know, it's it's kind of like if I feel like, you know, I can turn the lights on and I can take my kids to school and, and just get the basic things done in life, then life is good. I, I don't think people understand that, that there are policies that have been in place that that are threatening that. Uh, and, of course, we see this with all these uh, so, social Democrats that have been elected or socialist Democrats that have been uh, elected to, to Congress. Uh, so I don't think people understand the risk. I think Donald Trump does. And he has been busy the last couple of years. So what were you going to say, Stephen? Well, you know, I think Romney is a, a polite guy. He's a gentleman. He's, you know, he's got his he's got his act together. But unfortunately, he doesn't stand for much. He his nickname is the flip flopper. He he tries to take the high road and sadly, while I think it's a noble effort, you can't win taking the high road in the year two thousand twenty in politics. It's just not gonna happen. But I don't think, okay, I don't think that he took the high road with this op-ed. As you just had mentioned, what was he trying to accomplish? There is no reason. He wasn't even sworn in as the new senator from Utah. And to have this particular op-ed in the Washington Post, which is no friend of everyday freedom-loving people and people that want to thrive and flourish and take care of their families, uh, I don't think that that's a high road. I I thought that that was a real low blow. Okay, so I'll, I guess you were correct about that. I, I thought it was, I guess I agree then. It wasn't exactly constructive, and he was taking shots at the president, despite the fact that he, in the beginning, says, you know, Trump is doing reasonably well. But I, I'm not really sure. Again, I just don't know what the point of, of writing this letter was. Well, you know what I think. I think sure. that the establishment... Uh, on both sides of the aisle, clearly the Democrats think that they that they've got Trump. They think that they are are uh, got a noose that they they think that they are going to tighten, and they think that they've got Trump. And then on the establishment side of the Republican Party, uh, and I think Mitt Romney is 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 the epitome of that. And his running mate Paul Ryan, who uh, just recently was the Speaker of the House. When we had a Republican House, uh, 
didn't get some things done that I think the American people really, really expected. One of those was the repeal of Obamacare. When it really mattered, yes. they didn't get it done. And they could have. And then they did not make tax cuts permanent. And that is unfortunate because if, in fact, you know, it becomes a Democrat House, which we have, and say maybe a Democrat Senate in the future, they would have to debate in front of the American people why they were going to raise taxes. But uh, they did not make the th- they did not make those permanent. And then immigration. Uh, we had on Wednesday a number of Liberty Toastmasters. Just a note, Liberty Toastmasters will be meeting, uh, the central one will be meeting on Saturday morning, 10 o'clock at the Independence Institute. We would love to have you. But as several of the members called in, and Greg Morrissey, who is now a citizen, immigrated from Australia, had to go through the actual citizenship classes, you know, to become a citizen. And he has a deep appreciation for America. When people are coming in and they are not assimilating, they are not learning the language. They you do not. Pluribus unum. Yeah. From many, one. They don't understand. They do not understand what it is that has made America great. And uh, so I guess at that point, uh, well, let's just talk a little bit more about Cory Gardner, who also came out. I was so disappointed to see this last night. Uh, Apparently yesterday he has uh, uh, said that he has a plan to uh, partially reopen the government and partially fund the wall. And uh, we need to stand strong behind President Trump on this immigration issue. And uh, I think, again, the establishment, many establishment Republicans think that they smell blood in the water. And so you're going to see people start to pull away, um, pull away that, you know, and they may have aspirations to try to run for president in 2020 or 2024. Uh, But I was really disappointed to see that. So Stephen Kessler, uh, you know what, let's do this. Let's go to an early break uh, on this. um, And then I want to come back and talk about your paper, because I think that this really nails the issue. This is the Americhicks. I'm Kim Munson. Stephen Kessler is our guest. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about your view on immigration. Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The Americhicks, Molly and Kim, recommend Predovich & Company as your financial business consultants. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich and Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for next year's tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich and Company. Are you looking for news, not propaganda? Ready for a news source you can actually trust? How about a news site that doesn't want to sell you a subscription? Visit CompleteColorado.com to see all the latest news from around Colorado. Complete Colorado's staff scours news sources from around the state and nation to bring you only the top stories that affect you right here in our great state. Updated three times a day, CompleteColorado.com has full-time reporters doing original investigations and reporting like newspapers used to do as well as opinion and political commentary from a variety of Colorado voices. And CompleteColorado.com is the only place to read columnist Mike Rosen. Always fresh content, always free, always informed. CompleteColorado.com, your complete source for Colorado news. 
Oh, welcome back to the Americhicks. Uh, I'm Kim Munson. Love that song. And uh, what a great show we have for you today. We have uh, one of our favorite millennial scholars in studio with us, Stephen Kessler. Stephen Kessler, immigration. Uh, You know, uh, we just talked about uh, Mitt Romney was coming out after Donald Trump. Yesterday, Cory Gardner came out and is calling for partial reopening of the government and partial funding for the wall. Uh, Immigration has been one of those lines in the sand that Donald Trump has made. And um, you have just recently had a piece published in the Vogelin View. That's V-O-E-G-E-L-I-N View dot com. V-O-E-G-E-L-I-N View dot com. And it's titled Constructive Dialogues, Understanding Immigration. Okay, so this is, give us the cliff notes on this. All right, so when it comes to immigration, the single most important thing we have to understand is the single most important premise in liberalism and the single most important incongruence between liberalism and conservatism. Okay. And that is the natural goodness of man corrupted by society. So the, fa- the godfather and patron saint of liberalism is Jean Jacques Rousseau. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book most famously called The Social Contract. Rousseau believed that human beings are born benevolent, naturally good, pure, dot, 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 but we are corrupted by society. Evil in the world comes not from within, but is introduced from without via society, and that by fixing society, we can fix the world. And so to apply that to immigration, liberals believe that we're naturally good, and so that's where their mind goes. Think of all the people we can help. And they're very right. That, you know, there are many, many families out there who are honest and hardworking and who just want a better life and who just want to come here. And those people are very real. They're not wrong. But, but the conservatives, on the other hand, believe in an ethical dualism, an angel on this shoulder and a devil on this one. The devil, our evil inclination, is in charge of man's unruly passions and appetites. And that, yeah, there's a lot of good out there, but there's also great evil in the world. And that we have to be careful because there's a psychological concept called loss aversion by Kahneman and Fersky. And what they say is that the sting of a loss is infinitely greater than the elation of a victory. Losing hurts infinitely more than winning feels good. And so it's much more important to prevent the bad and still prevent some of the good than enable the good, which also enables the bad. Okay, Am I making sense? You are making sense. Okay. It's about the good people versus MS-13. The liberal mind goes to the natural goodness of man, and they think about all the good people they can help. The conservatives are concerned with all of the evil and bad things that can happen with open borders. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking about like a, a Nancy Pelosi or these leaders that are for open borders. Um, I... I'm not sure that I think, given their actions, that they really are trying to help people. I, it seems to me that they are using this issue of immigration. They're, in fact, using these people, you know, the, the, the caravan. Uh, somebody was down there organizing people to come to, to come to America. In fact, do you remember that picture that, on Time magazine where it was the little girl uh, looking up at the border patrol about uh, about midnight, it was it was a, a very you know I mean a, a touching picture, uh, but 
the truth behind the picture was that, first of all, you got to figure out how was it that the the uh, photographer was there at that time of night? I mean, there's a lot of this stuff that I think is being staged. A bit dodgy. Yeah, but I researched it, and the mother of the little girl, the, the father was still back in Honduras with the three other children that they had. And he said, I didn't know that my wife was going to leave. But then he also said that she paid $6,000 to a coyote to actually make the trip. And I'm thinking, how, A, if she's really poor, how did she come up with the $6,000? And something is not congruent in that story. So it seems to me like somehow uh, the American people are being duped because I think a lot of people do like to believe in the goodness of man. Mm -hmm. But somehow that's being used against us. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're definitely making appeals to emotion. Um, You know, the liberals also believe in the natural equality of man, that we're all equals and it's just society, that by bringing all of these people in, they will suddenly be in a better society and they'll be our equals and there'll be no transition difficulties. They won't bring any problems with them. And there's no belief that maybe these people live worse lives because they behave worse than we do here. And so, you know, they can kind of, I think the word would be an a priori assumption. It's these beliefs that are not visual, that are theorized, but not necessarily observed. And then they kind of, they create the ideology and then they try to structure life around it. Okay. But ultimately it seems to me that the elites of the, um, and I hate to say liberal view. I want to say like the progressive activists, uh, that particular view, there actually is an elitism though. They do not believe that they are uh, that these other people are equal to them. From what I've seen, that they, they think that they are smarter than everybody. And, and, and in essence, they don't believe in the quality of everybody. Sure. So Thomas Sowell refers to this as the vision of the anointed. Uh, for those of you at home listening who aren't familiar, Thomas Sowell is a true American genius. Yes, He's he a is. professor at the Hoover Center at Stanford. He's written probably 40 books. And he refers to these people as the anointed, that they have eaten from the tree of knowledge in the Garden of Eden. And aha, they are now in possession of this knowledge. And we need to get out of their way and let them run the world for us. And But these are people that also are putting fences around their houses. They live in gated communities. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, in fact, I, I was... Skin in the game. Yeah, I was looking at the news this week, and they there was actually a complete photo um, progression of the 10-foot fence that was being built around the Obama's property in Washington, D.C. So, so there's something that doesn't match up. So one of the questions I always ask with liberals is, do you have any skin in the game? Because if you have no skin in the game, then it's no skin off your back. You know, these people aren't aren't dealing with immigration. They live in gated mansions. They have security. And they're not, you know, they're, they're insulating themselves from the consequences of this stuff. And they have no skin in the game. So if this goes wrong, it's no skin off their back. Okay, so let's talk just a little bit about Donald Trump. He has, has made this line in the sand. We have had both Republican and Democrat administrations. We have had uh, Congress, both Democrat and Republican, that have not addressed this issue. And we are, I mean, I hope that, I hope that we can address it, but we have, we've brought in so many people that we have not required them to assimilate. I was just talking to someone recently uh, that, that was of the other political persuasion, if you will, not a conservatarian, let's put it that way. 
And he was talking about uh, a family. There was a woman that had been here uh, undocumented. She's gone back to Mexico, has four younger children there. She has four children that are young adults here. Only one of them has their act together. Everybody else is living on some kind of public assistance or in some kind of public programs. Now, compassionate moms out there, that that suburban mom out there that wants to help everybody, you've got to realize that those resources are being taken away Mm -hmm. from Americans that that could be helped. Sure. So there's two things to understand. The first is that the conservative views the central unit of life as the family unit. We are not a civilization of individuals, but rather a civilization of families, and that the country is an extension of the family. And so when you say you're going to help foreign people before you help us, that's like, you know, imagine if you came home from work and your parents said they got a bonus at work or on your, you know, when you were a kid and then they said, well, you know, we could fix the water heater or the windows or we could give the money to the neighbors. I mean, there would be a mutiny in the house, right? <laughs> I hadn't thought about it quite like that. And, and, and so it's the old adage, like on an airplane, make sure that you put your oxygen mask on first sure. and take care of your you know, what you're supposed to be responsible for, because otherwise, if you don't, you can't take care of anybody. It's called life raft ethics. There was this guy, Garrett Harding, and he wrote an essay that will not win any favors with the title, but it was called The Case Against Helping the Poor. And what he was getting at was if you're on a ship like the Titanic and it goes down, the life rafts you are, you know, if you need to get on a life raft, it can only support 10 people at a time. When you bring the 11th on, All 10, including the 11th, will die. But if you say no to the 11th, the 10 people can live. And so it's cruel and it's callous and we can be difficult to people like that. But we have to say no because, you know, when we let everyone else in, it's going to bring everyone else down. However, Stephen Kessler, (laughs) if those 10 survive and they, they make it back to the land and start to be entrepreneurs and to create business, they might be able to come up with a business that would have more life rafts that would save 10 here, 10 here, and 10 here. But if that 11th person gets on and the life raft goes down, there will be no option for that life raft in the future, right? Yes, 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 exactly. It's called life raft ethics, and it's, it's rough. You know, life is tough. The human condition is tragic. And it's, you know, we want to help everyone, but we can't bring every homeless person off the street into our lives. Well, and, you know, we've got to have you back. We're just about out of time. But with all of these different issues, immigration, uh, I recently posted something on our Facebook regarding uh, basically the, the homeless industrial complex. I submit to you that there is an immigration, an illegal immigration industrial complex. I think there is an affordable housing industrial complex. And there are people that are living off of the, the goodwill of everyday Americans that want to help others. Mm-hmm. And they have created these complexes. And then the people that they quote unquote are, are helping, they're no longer people. They're pets. Sure. And that is not the American idea. We are individuals. We're gritty. And uh, we believe in the well-being of everyday individuals. So uh, another Thomas Sowell line. I mean, he's just full of them. He is. The best thing you can do for someone on welfare is to get them off it. Well, that's for sure. Yeah. And so people respond to incentives. 
And when we incentivize these things, when we incentivize the, the illegal immigrants to come, when we incentivize homelessness, when we incentivize crime, people will respond to we'll, it. We'll have more of that. So, hey, Stephen Kessler, we are out of time. Thank you very I, I much. I want to have you back really soon, okay? Uh, guys, check me out on LinkedIn, Stephen Kessler. I'm currently looking for a position in the conservative movement, and I'd love to connect with somebody. Well, we're, and we're going to have you back really soon. So, great. quick quote, The great True Greatness by C.E. Flynn. A man is as great as the dreams he dreams, as great as the love he bears, as great as the values he redeems and the happiness he shares. A man is as great as the thoughts he thinks and as the worth he has attained, as the fountains at which his spirit drinks and the insight he has gained. A man is as great as the truth he speaks, as great as the help he gives, as great as the destiny he seeks, as great as the life he lives. God bless you. God bless America. Thank you, Stephen Kessler. Thank you, Steve, our producer. We're the Americhicks. We'll be back on Monday.